The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going, Derek? Well, excuse me. Uh, As of today, I'm officially on vacation, so it's going pretty good. That sucks. I mean, yay. Um, well, it is actually, it's our second show of August that we're doing. You know what that means? Not a clue. It's Halloween time. Okay. It, it is here at Disney. As we're recording, Walt Disney World's doing their very first Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. I know Universal's not too far behind with Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> But what else does that mean? Our friends of October Coast start sending us guests in the horror genre. And tonight we have a whole plethora, I'm using a big word tonight, plethora. Impressive. Of people from the movie Wendigo. And we have director Jake Robinson. We have Tyler Green, Taylor Davis, Laura, which is what she said, and Hunter Redfern, who he's in rare form tonight. So I guess my first question is going to be. Hello. Is is this just for tonight, or is he always like this? Was he always like this on set? He's always like this. This is a good night for him. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like being ostracized. So, can we redo that intro, please? (laughs) We're 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 like Frank Sinatra here. We're like Frank Sinatra. One take. Thank you for having us. Having us. (laughs) So. Tell us a little bit about the movie. Uh, I guess we'll start with Jake. Uh, so Wendigo, it's a found footage horror uh, about a cryptid uh, called the Wendigo. It's uh, an Ellen Gawkeyman uh, Native American tale. And we, I think we are like the first found footage movie that talks about the Wendigo and kind of explores that. All right. So when you say found footage, uh, we're, we're talking along the same realm as, I guess, the original Blair Witch Project. Yes. Yeah. The original Blair Witch. And this movie is actually like my love letter to that kind of movie. Because, okay. I mean, for me, that started the love of that genre when I was a kid watching Blair Witch and seeing all that coming about when the Internet wasn't around and all everybody thinking this is like real people going missing. It was it was a crazy time. <laughs> It is is the found footage style of horror film still um, a, a major draw 
or has it, it something that's required things for a lot of people? I mean, like the paranormal activity uh, genre, like all those installments, people still like those. And I feel like found footage, if they get like the right kind of budget and like an original story, they do really well. Like the movie Cloverfield, it was the first found footage maybe about a giant kaiju rocking around New York City. And like that's what it, you can do with a found footage with like a big budget. And so I just think uh, for the independent, it's not really so much of a draw, but like big studios really like tackle found footage with like a big budget. You can get a lot of people in the theaters. Uh, just a spoiler about Cloverfield. It wasn't really a kaiju. It was Donald Trump. <laughs> That's what I heard. That was, that was one of the fan theories. Um, so, yeah. So what made you go with the Wendigo? Oh, um, so I've always liked that cryptid. Um, I've always kind of grew up with uh, a couple of Native American friends in my neighborhood, and they would talk about it or not be allowed to talk about it. And I know growing up as a kid, uh, I would like play out in the woods where like it was just nothing but woods, like nothing, like not behind a culvert sack or anything. It's like woods. And so I would hear like a woman call out to me, and when I called out back, I heard my voice call back to me and then like it, i didn't know until i got older when the internet was like around and i researched it that uh they windigos can mimic voices and it was a very creepy thing to find out in my older age <laughs> so that that made me feel like if i ever did my own kind of movie i would like to tackle that okay so i guess we'll go around the horn uh with whoever would like to start next how how did y'all get involved in the project casting wise so, um, hi, I'm Taylor Grace. It's uh, nice to meet you both virtually. Um, so I met Jake through social media of all places. Um, and I reached out and um, saw the casting call. So I reached out and I was like, hey, I would love to be a part of this. I sent him some of my materials talked a little bit and then that was that um and i booked the role of kaylee so that was i guess maybe six months before we filmed in february and we were talking earlier like um it's been almost two years since we filmed so it's okay. crazy but what about you laura um i was originally cast as kaylee but uh the girl playing uh-huh. my part cassie she dropped out and so I was like, well, I would love to be the bad guy. And so we swapped and then we went and looked for another Kaylee because I'm, yeah, I mean, that's about all I can say. <laughs> can we, never mind. Say a bad word? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yep. We're, we're not as strict on this show as we are uh, the other two shows I run, uh, only because the audience is a little different. What shows are those? Well, we could plug those real quick. Derek and I are co-hosts with a third gentleman on a Star Wars podcast called Wookiee Radio. Oh. And then I also do a, another show called Mighty Marvel Geeks, where we talk about everything about Dark Horse and DC Comics. I mean, Marvel Comics. Nice. Nice. So, and those shows appear on a fan-run <laughs> Disney internet radio station. So, yeah, keep it a little clean, a little cleaner there. Mm, gotcha. So, Tyler, what about you? Yeah. So, basically, I saw I saw this this film being made, and so I actually reached out to Jake. I'm like, "Hey, I see you're making this movie. I'm your guy. Let me in." It didn't hear back anything. Of <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, we have a common friend who reached out, said, hey, Tyler, send me your reel. I have this great movie that I think is going to happen that you would do great at. So send him my reel. Turns out it was the Wendigo, which I was already on board to get on with early on anyway. And so that's kind of how that came to be. And it was just a great time. Now, uh, I guess it's uh, your turn, Hunter, so cuss away. I don't do that. But um, um, I actually joined the project really late, like probably like a week or two, like two weeks before filming, right, Jake? Yeah. And I think I had um, been scouring NC filmmakers and actors, and I saw Jake had put a post, you know, looking for an influencer that was in their 20s. And I'm like, well, that's me, baby. And so I sent him a message, and... Then I went to get Mexican food with my girlfriend. And as I was eating Mexican food, I get a message from Jake immediately and was like, hey, um, can you do an audition in an hour or yeah, in like 30 minutes or an hour? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, I got you. And he sent me the script. And then I was like, OK, babe, we got to we got to get this to go. And so then we left, got back home, did the audition, killed it. Uh, left or not left again, but then Jake was like, "Can you and come back and do another audition?" Came back, did another one, killed it, and here we are now, a year and a half later on this amazing show. <laughs> so I may have embellished some of those with the killing it parts, but yeah, he kind of stuck there. <laughs> So how how much Jake was it killing it or just desperation? He takes direction really well. I thought I thought you said desperation and not direction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. No, that, was, that was you messaging me back immediately, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was. But um, ironically, before this, I had auditioned for a short film that was focused around the Wendigo and they they did not pick me and then I had messaged Jake and I'm happy I got this one instead of that one and I forgot their names I would call them out if I knew them didn't we both audition for the other Wendigo film just kind of like out of spite yes there was another Wendigo film after we had gotten done filming that started that was named like the Wendigos or something and yeah. I was like you know what let's audition for it why not and uh, it didn't message us back so, sounds like this is everyone's comeback story I love it and, and where's that movie right now right yeah <laughs> not on the level of ours <laughs> I don't even know if they are alive, but um. He's friends with the director. Oh. Yeah. Or or war friends. Oh, we're. Sudden, uh, suddenly, everyone stops talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who uh, I'm supposed to about. Yeah, I didn't realize he added me secretly while I was filming mine, and then after a wrap, he announced his, and I'm like, "Oh, guys, oh, guys." <laughs> Let's not get let's not get a little uh, gossipy or uh, tasty on these. Oh no, this, this is great. We had cops called on us, and this is a wonderful story. We don't tell enough. Well, we you talking about the bloody tent? Yep. So we filmed a, one of the scenes is uh, is the opening of the film, 
Uh, it's the character he gets dragged out of the tent by the creature, and there's blood everywhere. Um, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, so we left the tent up and left all the blood, and then we rented out this entire campground, but people still jogged through the trails. And uh, a couple jogged through the trails, found the tent, investigated it, found all the blood, and then immediately called the cops and called the park ranger, and they all rolled up to set, freaking out. And it was a good thing I had the owner of the campground speed dial, because I was just like, hey, uh, you know we're filming, but like pedestrians call the cops and everybody's like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh yeah, people still like do like jogging through there. I forgot to mention that to you. I was like, yeah, we got like body parts everywhere and tents. Like I need to know. <laughs> and this, this is after they were compl- complaining about her screaming and whatnot. They were hearing uh, the night before. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's like two sections. There's like the traditional camping grounds where it's like the plots where you put up your tents. Right. And then the other side of the property is all the cabins where we can like house everybody. And they, the park ranger, when they came up to watch us film, they kept saying, yeah, we got complaints that people were screaming in the woods, like saying, help me and stuff. And I'm like, that was probably us. <laughs> but other than that, we're great guests. It sounds like the park ranger kind of fell flat on his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and letting people know, hey, there's filming going on. Yeah, he should have let, let those geese know that there's filming going on, too, because they were, like, honking away, dude. Yeah. They, they should have hired like, Park Ranger Paul is what they should have done. Yeah, we had a Park Ranger Paul. Park Ranger Paul. Yeah. Where's he at? I thought he was just Yeah, one here. of my favorite characters. Yeah. I'm going to tackle I loved tackling him. I'm assuming y'all watched the film. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. It was like 12 degrees outside. I was freezing yeah. and I got to tackle Paul to the ground. He's like 6'1 and, and very firm. Like it hurt like when I collided with him because he was just very like like hitting a wall. But it was fun nonetheless. Mm-hmm. The way you did it really. Kind of made me laugh. It was I was very surprised. <laughs> it surprised me. So yeah, I was just like, "What can I do that's like just so bizarre?" And I was like, "I guess I'm just going to scream at the top of my lungs and just <laughs> just get out it with you know how it get out." He runs like this. So uh, I didn't even tell her to scream. I just said, "Just come out of nowhere and tackle him." And then it scared me. Like when I pan, that's the real reaction. I'm like, what is going on? Just yeah, I screamed. Right. I'm like, we're gonna keep it. I like uh, it. Like 900 <laughs> feet away up the hill, and then here comes Jake. And um, yeah, that was fun. Well, it was. It looked. It looked because of how quick and everything was. It was kind of hard to tell for sure. But it looked like you actually like jumped up to get to him. Yeah. And like, <laughs> wrapped around him and knocked him down. Yeah. Yeah, you know. that was the only way we could do it to make it look scary and serious. Like the other times it was looked like she was just trying to drag him down. And she was just like, I'm just going to full on spider monkey hill and just like just lug it <laughs> Well, it's, it was interesting because like I'm tall myself. I'm about 5'10. So um, I had to kind of over jump it so that I could kind of get, I guess, a good position on him to like maul him. A good straddle. Uh, yeah, it was a good straddle. Um, 
But anyways, it was fun. I hadn't done anything quite like that in my career so far, like tackle someone to the ground. But it was fun. I like doing my own stunts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was I surprised when you did it? Um, Maybe at first. I think I, it was just like a quick, because it was like almost 6 a.m. at this point. And we were like, okay. We've got to get this before the sun starts coming up. And I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, Paul, uh, you're going to like get out. And then I'm just going to come run and, and just be prepared to catch me. And he did, but he like, you know, fell back, like planned, like kind of sat down with it. Um, and so he knew I was going to like, I guess, jump on him. But other than that, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was probably, here. He probably not expecting the scream. <laughs> What? He's probably not expecting your scream. <laughs> yeah, the scream. Cause it is funny. I laughed myself because I was like, it was it was a it was a workout running up that hill <laughs> in my boots in my hiking boots that were too big. Six in the morning. <laughs> it was fun. It was super fun. We had a lot of energy drinks on set. On set like every day and they were all monsters that could have been a sponsor (laughs) we could have had monster and taco bell sponsor us because we kept sneaking (laughs) off in the middle of the night to go to taco bell after we wrapped film and it was like we got we're cooking dinner and we're like yeah slowly turn the keys and like we're gonna get taco bell The scene sponsored by Chalupas. Yeah, we had a good time like uh, Offset as well. Like we uh, we kept going to uh, like when we would wrap for the night, and we filmed like two grueling days back to back. And uh, Hunter kidnapped the director and didn't tell him what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they was like, "Hey, we're gonna go grab this," and I'm like, yeah. "Where are we going?" And like, yeah. we we're gone for like an hour, and I'm like, "What are we doing?" Like, we gotta go film. Like, and everybody's like, "Where's Jake? Where's Jake?" I was like, "I've been kidnapped," and like, I'm trying to get back to set. <laughs> he actually, uh, never mind, never mind. We he was ha- he was happy about it. We, he saw where we were going, and he was happy. <laughs> We had fun. fun. I pranked everyone with. Um, uh, that's a good story. He oh tried to burn house down. Yeah, so there was a fog machine, and me and uh, the BTS photographer Efron and Danny, I think, were the only ones who knew about it. And so they got the fog machine, and they they put it off. Like we had you know, snuck away from everyone. Everyone was at base camp and um, we go up and we're at my cabin and we get the fog machine really going, like really, really going. And then um, I come and I'm like screaming, like, help, there's a fire, like help, help, help. So here comes the Marine himself, the park ranger, Paul. Paul, <laughs> Paul Hurley, uh, he's like sprinting up there and like it, there's so much smoke and I'm laughing because I'm like, it's a prank. He goes and he punches, there's like a, an outside fire extinguisher and it's like in this little plexi plastic. I think, I think, the, I think the, uh, that tree branch fell in. Yeah, the I hit that. Hit that. Uh, that's what happened. 
I'm not not. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see this interview. <laughs> no, no, that's that's what happened though. Yeah. And then uh, Paul picked it up and was like, "Oh, this is so convenient." Yeah. Great yeah. Party. Oh yeah. I don't know. I just remember thinking he was so determined to save me. I was really admired, admiring his uh, his heart because he was going to be there. He was the first one up there, and it was like not a close. The best part about this is Tyler, because Tyler, during this whole thing, didn't get up from his chair. <laughs> and he was, everyone, he just stayed there. And I had gotten up kind of slowly, because I was like, oh, Paul's got it. <laughs> and then I was like, Tyler, you're not even getting up. He's like, man, you guys got it. So, I'll just, so I'll, the I'll, thing I'll... with that was, I actually <laughs> thought it was a real fire, too. But, like, what am I going to be doing running up the hill? And Tyler's like, 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 I'm a star. Man. Like, y'all handle it. <laughs> yeah, where's the start pay here? Like, he was done with all the scenes, and he's like, you know what? I'm just filming. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, he was a rap for the day. He was like, y'all got it. I'm going to my camera. <laughs> Save that house. Let, uh, let that uh, tree branch conveniently break that uh, firebox while the uh, house is burning down. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got it. So how, how I know who I'm going to call now if I'm ever in danger, Paul. How did he handle it when he found out it was just a prank? He thought he was having a heart attack. Yeah, he was like, he, I'll never forget the look on his face. Like he was like, and like it was like he just had this moment of. The trail, I guess, would be the best way I can describe it. He was, he was, um, he was, I guess, he wanted to save the day and then he couldn't. He was ready and then he just had to I think Paul actually spent some time as like a firefighter too. So, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He knew what to do in that situation. He he was going to handle it whether it was a real fire or not. So, was this before or after you tackled him? I don't even know. Those days run together a little bit. It was like literally the second day. And I know why they did it, because when we had a meeting before early that day, I was like, so far we hadn't had any accidents, no problems. And then literally two hours later, she's screaming, it's on fire. You should have seen Jake's face when this was going on. (laughs) This is my first set and I've never worked with like a bunch of actors. So I'm like, my first thought was like, maybe they're acting. But, like, I'm trying to be proactive. It was like, stuff's on fire. Like, I don't know what to do. Taylor sold it. I will say Taylor sold yeah, it. Well. Yeah, great actress right here. Yeah. Yeah, and Kim, Kim's, like, behind it was like, yes, no, it's on fire, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom there. I think my mom, my mom said she wasn't freaking out if I was, like, hurt or something. I had to let and, my mom know. And also, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was payback. Because wasn't Paul, like, he Paul had this, like, great cop cruiser just driving around and i think he was waking everybody up with his pa system in like the morning or something like playing loud music on the pa or something so he did something everyone's like okay we're gonna get him back and i think that was (laughs) when taylor and the frame war on set kept happening because the girls thought we was messing with them because they kept seeing a white figure in the in the woods and i'm like we're not doing this and so they kept saying they kept seeing something crawl around in the woods. I'm like, that is not us. <laughs> so like we yeah, thought we yeah. experienced something in the woods. Yeah, no, for real. Like uh, there were some spooky times though. Like all jokes aside, I heard some things because we were you were we me and Laura slept in the same cabin and we were like on the end, like the very last one. Everyone else was all together, but then here's. Laura and myself, and then um, 
my mom, Kim, who did special effects makeup, um, and we're like, I don't know, we just heard stuff. It was like stuff in the woods, and then a friend's dog barked. Like three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, who the hell's up? At three o'clock in the morning. That, that would have been Hunter with Taco Bell. No, 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 no. <laughs> after after one o'clock in the morning, almost every night after we filmed, because he was too afraid to drive back to his cabin. No, I was afraid to walk back to my cabin. My cabin was also on the end, but unlike Taylor and Laura, who they were together, I was by myself at the end. <laughs> I don't know why. I just met these people, but they wanted to put me at the end of the cabin. At the end of the eight cabins we had, and. <laughs> As I was walking to the cabin after we got done, I see bushes just. And I'm like, no, no, no. I walk back to set. Jake's like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? That's my impression of Jake. And he was like, he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, no. Bushes, they moved. Someone drives. I got, I, I got, in the, I got, in, I think Laura's car, and I was like, Laura, I need you to drive me to my cabin. And then I got uh, to the we, cabin. we was warned about doing this movie because, like, we had like uh, a Native American like per- person supposed to help on the set, yeah. and like they read the script and was like, Nah, you're gonna like summon something with this, and I'm like, Really? And they were like, They don't even say the word Wendigo, and and it's not me trying to be disrespectful or anything. It was just like. They were like, nah, we can't do anything. Like, you're going to conjure up something that you're not supposed to. Like, when we're on set, things are happening. I'm like, we probably should listen. (laughs) Like, white people in the woods doing stuff again. It's like, we just probably should have listened. And what's what's crazy about all this is one of the producers, his name was, I think, Drew, right? Drew, it was Drew, right? Drew Bowers. We're doing a scene with, I think, Tyler's getting... You know, one of the Tyler scenes where he's in the woods alone. And I'm just, we're all doing this and I'm, we're all helping, like, get all the scene together. And after we get done, we're all going to back to the thing. And all I see is Drew just laying down on the ground in the co- complete darkness, no light, just laying down on the ground. And I'm just like, Drew, what the, what the, excuse my language, but what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, if you just, if you're not scared of the dark, then no, or like, if you're not scared, he said some parable to me and I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> you do you bro. And he gets up and just walks with us. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's possessed right now. <laughs> now I, I, I want to go back and touch on the cabin arrangements real quick. Hunter, do you think you were put in that last cabin because you did have auditions shortly after eating at a Mexican restaurant? Maybe. I will say Paul was on the was also was in the cabin with me, but he was he got to set kind of like a day or two late, and he was a snorer. So I think since I was the last to get hired, that I got the short end of the stick to be with Paul. No offense, Paul, if you're listening. I <laughs> said. No, I wanted the cabin that was like right beside the bathroom facilities to be the girls. So I'm like, guys, we're going to have to be the ones farther out because I don't want the girls walking the woods late at night <laughs> to try to get yeah, to the bathroom. That was nice. These are old school cabins where they had the bathroom facility separately. It wasn't in the cabin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still for, didn't get up in the middle. you guys, we had a bucket in our cabin. <laughs> that, that's what the bushes outside the cabin are for. There you go. <laughs> 
We had a golf ball we could just sit on. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all had it rough. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. I was so nervous. Oh. <laughs> For, for each one of y'all, what was your favorite moment on set, whether on screen or off screen? Hey. Hello. Welcome. This is our writer, Jamie Brown. I am so sorry. I'm late, guys. Folks, I... We actually just finished. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be that guy who blames it on my kid, but I we've been we started my kids started kindergarten. And it's been like these 5.45 mornings and I went to put them to bed and I sat down and my eyes closed like two hours ago. So I apologize. That, the wildly crazy life of a writer right there. I, mm, yeah. I've been there. Thank, <laughs> good. Thankfully, mine just started eighth grade today and she gets um, or yesterday and she it's up on her own. That's awesome. So I stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what did I miss? I'm so sorry. Everything. Um, uh, we were just talking about stuff on set, stuff outside of set, how to yeah, so each other. Stuff that you weren't here for, like on set for, on set for, because he's the writer. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually good because, you know. Well, I, I guess we could go back and catch up the other way. How did yeah. you come about with the plot or the idea for the script? Actually, um, Jake had pitched the idea and he, he was like, you know, there's certain things I definitely want. And I was like, all right, I can run with that. Like, I love the concept. Like, the Wendigo is such a fun uh, character to play with. Like, I love the idea of the whole, like, there's just something about shady, horrible people meeting a horrible demise that just worked really well. So I, and I was like, and we had, a, we had some really great conversations because I was like, we had a really good rapport going back and forth with, like, I know bad ideas kind of place of just being like, what about this? And how would this go? And he'd be like, well, I want to do this. I'm like, oh my God, we can do that too. Like, let me send you this. Let me, this is an idea. Like, let's try this and we'll see where we go. And we had some really good, kind of really fun, twisted conversations that worked really well. Yeah. I would like to say that you said that terrible characters meet their demise. My character wasn't terrible. She was just a, a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. It was a pushover. You're a horrible okay. person. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't say no. You know, that's a toxic trait. <laughs> but it's nice to, you know. But I, but I will say one of the best parts was seeing the characters in my head come on paper like see you guys all take them over i thought that was like it's one of the most fun things to watch when you're like i'm gonna make this person this way i want to make them say this and it's gonna be like i need them to snap it this way i want it to be uncomfortable for this person when they hear it and then see it pulled off is brilliant it's like one of my favorite things yeah as a writer i totally get what you mean that's yeah nothing like it was there so, any, was there anything you, that go ahead sorry go ahead I was just going to say, how mad were you that we went off script almost all of it? Again, it's a run and gun shoot. Like, and it's it's one of those things that you kind of, once you've written it and someone else takes it over, like I, when I did my feature, like I wrote and directed it. And even then the script didn't show, like I still had to go back and redo the script for the, uh, the final deliverable. <laughs> is, is that, isn't there a quote that um, like half the script dies during the filming process or something along the lines of that? Jake, you might know it. Three deaths. Three deaths. It depends on the production. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's, 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 we're like, 
like your idea dies when you give it to the writer and then your idea dies again when you're filming yeah. and then your idea dies again when it's in the edit it's just it just constantly changes yep and also and also with found footage um it, there's not like a you know there's not the single take single take double like double shot or single shot double shot master shot all that it's just one you know continuous shot so you know if we do that continuous shot you know a couple different ways it's like you know whatever is the most or i guess best take that's gonna really make i guess the story better not better but like um, yeah i I appreciated how jamie wrote the script because i mean me being a fan of found footage i've never seen an actual script for found footage i was always just curious how somebody pulls it off because it's not like narrative to where you got to place this scene and the camera's here. It's like somebody's holding the camera yeah. running around the world. I was really pleased of how he wrote everything and like really still kept mm-hmm. it structured. Mm-hmm. It was fun to kind of see that come alive as a fan and to see that like in person. I was just like, well, this is how it goes. <laughs> and he just kept dealing with my ideas. Like I said, we kept going back and forth. And I was like, what if we do this? And he was like, okay, I'll rewrite all this. And I'm like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, it's also it was fun because, you know, you're also dealing with, you know, a very low budget. So I'm not like, oh, you're going to CGI this and we're going to drag this person up a tree. And like, it was very much like, what can you get away with? And one of the things that when uh, we were first talking about it was I was like, the idea of two cameras would give you the ability to cut back and forth, but still make it feel like it's two people trying to compete for the footage. And it was like, that was kind of the, the other side of them being super like kind of, all egomaniacs, even the camera guys in a way, because they were trying to get like the net, the best shot as they were going through it and trying to like push past each other and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do um, a lot of takes for a movie like this or do you try to keep it down to a minimum? Uh, <laughs> I like to do, like three uh, for like one to kind of get everybody in the flow of it. Second one's usually a good take, and then we do like three or four for safety. Uh, even if we like the second take, but we we had to redo a lot of scenes because like like what Hunter was saying, some of these scenes were like two three minutes dragged out. So it's like everybody had to hit their points. And it's like we had to redo it a lot, and then. Yeah. Hunter, he doesn't know how to work a camera. He's an actor. It's totally fine. Uh, but like, he was one of the ones holding a camera. So he would just hit record and do the scenes. And half the time, he's like, somebody's right here. And he's like this. It was like this. Like, my down. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's like, we're going to have to reshoot this again and again because you're not in focus. The person's here and you're aiming over there or you got the camera on the ground. <laughs> it was fun picking on him. I was just I was in the like, moment yeah, as so the actor. Yeah. It was like, it was like, yeah, we got to reshoot it. And it was like, because I was the only one holding the other camera and trying to direct at the same time. And it's like, I can't keep up with all that. So it, it's something I learned. Like, it's like either have your second unit camera who's an actor also knows how to work camera as well. Uh, and that's mainly why I casted myself in the movie, so I didn't have to have uh, somebody behind the camera, like the person holding the camera and like running with them, trying to say their lines. I was like, I just casted myself to, to kind of fix that hurdle. <laughs> Smart. Definitely. So before Jamie came on, favorite moment on or offset that y'all like? Tyler had a birthday. 
Oh, thank you. That's your favorite yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. oh, and then I had to be designated driver. <laughs> and yeah. y'all stopped to pee 800 times. <laughs> Two mile trip. Dude, people don't so know, wait, al- was, people don't know alcohol. Trip. It was what? It was a wood. It was like there were a lot of woods. Like I feel like it took longer than two miles. Like we were away from civilization. So mm-hmm. the fact that I did not know where we were, did not see any other life around us, made me have to pee more. Mm-hmm. Like, and, oh my gosh, what if I don't and, have any choice but to pee in the woods? Which true. y'all know I don't really. Austin had a dude pull it when we stopped at that quarter to go pee. People don't know that alcohol is a diuretic, so it makes you pee more. So. Just for you know, like if there's any people who really? want some, me- some medical advice in the in the viewership, <laughs> now you know. Also, not a medical professional. Well, he does yeah, stay at Holiday Inn. You're in the doctor. Holiday Inn. This is how it was. This they is have in between breaks. Everybody was having these weird arguments. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my favorite moment. So my favorite moment is probably the uh, trust and confidence Jake gave me because a lot of the time I was out in the woods with a cell phone just recording myself being the annoying, uh, obnoxious influencers that you all know and hate, hate to love, I guess uh, you should say. But uh, and this kind of ties into the one take, two take, five take, ten take type thing, too, because we got some stuff like off the first day and I was like, uh, I, I think I want another take. This this was after one take. And Jake's like, fuck you, Tyler. That's gold. We're moving on. That That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly what I needed. I'll say F you. I will say that. Okay, yeah. So there is He kept bringing me back because my original thing was, I'm going to say these three monologues. I'm going to die. And then I'm just going to be kind of chilling. And Jake had the great idea. He's like, wait, I need you pop out in these woods like freaking us out i need you uh i want you here for hunter's death scene i'm bringing you back for that and we filmed this 18 months ago so it was february in the woods in north carolina so it was freezing but we're all in it together and we're all in it to win it and i feel accomplished in that regard so shout out to jake and and everybody really and tyler killed it it was it was hilarious watching that with uh drew the one of the producers the opening scene we just gave him the camera and me and drew hid behind a tree and we just sat there and just like just gonna let him go so we just had him walk around the woods for like 20 minutes just spouting off like influencer stuff and at one point he was just like all right, guys, I think I'm good. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was awesome being like in the woods while Tyler was just walking with a camera, not being directed and not doing anything, just walking through and just being the influencer in the woods. Be like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, when to go. It was really cool. Like, Tyler really killed that. Like, and, and shout out to Jamie, too, because ja- Jamie wrote the original, and I'm like, oh, I, kn- I know what beats you're trying to hit. Here I got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, me and Jamie talked a lot about Logan. Like, it was like, because he's the main guy you see, and like how Jamie just really portrayed him. I was like, I want the most despicable influencer you can think of. And Jamie was just like, Oh, I got you. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I read the script, I'm like, It's perfect. It was like, people are going to love to hate him or just love him. <laughs> it was such a fun death scene, too. There's nothing about it. There's nothing better than a tent ripper. Like, oh, yeah. They always, they're always fun. I always think of like, like one of the like was like Friday the Thirteenth, 
five, I think. One of them, not Jason, not Chase Test Manhattan, but one of the other one, one of the ones before it, where they do. There's a tent tear out scene where somebody gets ripped out. I was that was fun. Yeah. Jake, what was your favorite moment? Um, next, but it's whatever. Oh. I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm sorry, Taylor. I love you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's fine, Jake. You're the director. Go ahead. I don't care. Go ahead. I'm still thinking anyway. I'm sorry. Okay. You don't mind. Um, so I have, I have two that are tied. Um, one would just be the conversations and everything off, off camera. Um, we really bonded like... I have never, I guess, bonded with an entire cast and crew before like I did with the Wendigo. Like we say in our, um, we still have our group chat and we still talk and we, we're, we're known as the Wendy fam. But um, we just, we really got to know each other. <laughs> Wendy fam, Wendy bros. Um, but we got to know each other. And I think that that's something that's really important to do because you are spending so much time with these people um and you you have to kind of develop a level of trust with these people even in horror films you know um to to connect your character your characters emotionally um so i think that the conversations that happened at base camp when we wrapped at four you know no one went to bed until 6 a.m because we were just up talking um so that's a number one memory but then also when we were shooting the scene it's, it's a funny memory now, but in the moment, it was not funny. I, you know where this is going, don't you? Uh, <laughs> so uh, we were filming. It was when I had just seen Cassie get taken and um, I get pulled into the room with Jay and TJ and Matthew and I'm like freaking out. Matthew goes all crazy and he like drags me out of the room so I will just say this. He's not on this call right now, but Matthias Margraves goes there. When he, he does. When he is in the moment, he's in the moment. And he I, and I'm fine with it. So, like, we had kind of talked, did some blocking before we did the scene. He was like, what are you comfortable with? Like, it says I drag you out by your hair. And I was like, well, you know, you can, you can like, grab me, like, throw me around be forceful but again I'm tall so I don't know if the hair thing will really play out so that's why he ended up just grabbing me on my shoulders we had done one take one or two takes and then um we're like okay we're gonna go again well we do it and he grabs me and on our way out my rear end <laughs> my booty talks. Yes, it hits the handle, the wooden handle of the cabinet door and Ooh. demolishes. Like, I had a bruise this size on my butt. Sure. Right. Like, and I don't really, like, I have a pretty high t pain tolerance, but, like, I started crying. And Jake was like, are you okay? You want to keep doing it? And I was like, no, this is emotion. Let's do the scene again. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like, we're done for the night. And she was just like, she was like, no, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Like, okay. Did she sign the, the form? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, so it's funny now it worked. It, it made it, it made it better, but it hurt so bad. Like, and I had a bruise for like a month. 
Um, and that was that was like a day before you did your lunge attack. At yeah, like it wasn't okay, even so any of the strenuous stuff yet. Like it was like first night or something. Like I hadn't even done like tackling Paul or anything. I was like, I still have more stunts to do, and I already have a <laughs> crater of a bruise on my butt. <laughs> I still have the picture, by That's the way. <laughs> I have the picture. Sell it to a fan. To the universe. I can do. I can sign autographs with that. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the next Wendy Go Go. We're going to sign off the papers. That'll be your top seller right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's uh, people who are like, oh, bruised butts are my fetish. Let me get it. There's something out there for everybody. Let me put it every time I find out. There's a lot, another line in it. Yeah, who yeah. knows? That, that could sell for more than the Wendigo mask. <laughs> Did our clothes ever sell? That- no, I still have them in a bag. They're all bloody. They're all- what was so funny is it was so cold that the blood had formed, and like when we took it off, it still was like our shape. Because <laughs> it was so cold and the blood had frozen. Well, Jake, you heard people were asking for a sequel, right? But, but may want to hang on to them. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. That would be fun. I, I got an idea to how to do it, but I want to see how it does. I will say I'm not confirmed, Dead. Kind of time for the twin brother, you know, like like the soap opera type storyline where he shows up and it's like, no, no, I'm his brother Tim, and you're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone's like, just spoke about because we didn't get along, and you're like, but how do we? Yeah. Or like multiverse theory, kind of. <laughs> well, like I'll, you dropped it after he was pulled right. out, something like that. I will. So, conf- uh, I will confirm. Spoiler. Derek and I do not die in the film. Dude, really? <laughs> I went there. But uh, Jake, just what's your favorite part? I'm pissed. What happened? What did he say? <laughs> I, I said I Derek and I did not die in the, in the movie. Next year, I said Jamie didn't die. That's oh, fine. fine. Jamie, Jamie, let's work on the script. Write him in. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. my favorite moment for me was. Um, and it's, I know it sounds like a cheap way out, but it was really all of it because this was my first film. Um, it was it was really amazing to kind of see one my vision to go to Jamie and like him try to get it out of my head and get it structured. But it was like a really like astonishing to just see what I had in mind just really come to life on set. And then like everybody just like, trust me. Cause like, I had no clue what I was doing. Still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> and so for everybody to kind of accept and really pick up on what I was trying to convey and like direct these things and everything, a lot of that was just like special to me and like seeing everybody together. And like my, my probably my favorite moment was seeing how fun everybody had. Um, every like like Taylor said, everybody really bonded. Like outside of it, I just kind of took a step back and just like observed, mainly just to make sure everybody's good, everybody's taken care of, stuff like that. 
but I just saw how well everybody got along and like we really did make like a windy Wendigo family like a like a film family like because we all been talking to each other I mean I still talk I still bother Jamie like every other day like about ideas <laughs> like, uh, and then like me and Hunter we spout off stuff me and Laura we thought Tyler I mean we're about to start working together again um, it's just all of it was really special to me because it was just everybody took a chance on me and they didn't have to and stuff like that. And uh, I just appreciate them being proud of it and wanting to be a part of it. And um, like I said, I just uh, is really all of it basically for me. So did you did you uh, learn any things that you, you since this is your first film that you plan on any lessons you might use in your next films? Yeah, yeah. I've been learning every every project. I, I'm learning. I'm still learning. Uh, I learn every day. I've done. I've filmed like two more movies already that are be coming out next year. Um, that I've taken what I've learned from when to go into the next project, and then I what I've learned from that project, I take it to the next project until I finally get that one movie where I get it right. But I'm still learning all that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like uh, I I want to be better at directing. Like trying, my biggest hurdle is trying to get this out and to get it to people. Is like this is how I wanted to go, and that's my biggest thing. I'm still trying to learn. Is like is like I, I see this is how I want it, and it's like it's like how do I like communicate this with you? <laughs> Right. Well, and it's, it's, it's rewarding too, because I mean, there were like, I probably got six hours of sleep the whole duration of the shoot because I didn't want to go to bed because I love talking to everyone. But then, you know, we were up, you know, eating breakfast and then shooting and we all worked hard on it, Jake and, you know, the editing process and everything. So to finally see it be birthed and released is, is something that we're all really proud of. And I think that's something that any artist, anyone in this industry, that's something that alone is a celebration because there's so many films that don't see the light of day. And the fact that we accomplished that, let alone a distribution deal with Terra Films is like huge. It's amazing. It's like, you know, everyone's, you know, that's just my plug. I just love you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sappy. I'm, 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 I'm a sappy person. <laughs> I love you too. Um, okay. Even though we don't go on that date, you asked me out. I was like, "I know, right?" Jay, what? what's that sushi? Yeah, no, you know, you, you told us to like improv. Um, so it's like trying. Hey, <laughs> Bigfoot. Um, but you, we were, yeah, just the improv of the. That's just the insider thing. But yeah, Jay asked Kaylee out, and she was like, "Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe." <laughs> Really good. No, yeah. yeah, we were trying to we were trying to further a lot of side plots and stuff to kind of like really drive it. But I was like, but my audience. Like I wanted to focus on Wendigo and stuff like that. But we try to make it a little more something for everybody. <laughs> Did Laura disconnect? No, I'm here. <laughs> well, it's like Drat. She's very still. You can't see her. I I my drinking in. Okay. Um. So do you do you want to go next or me, Laura? For what? The question. I don't know. What I thought you all answered. I thought you both answered. I didn't answer yet. I thought I answered the last question. Well, let's, let's, ask, question. Mike, let's ask Mike and Derek. 
What was your favorite part of the Wendigo? No, wait. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying let's ask Mike and Derek who's answered. Uh, yeah, I think. Do you think, think Laura answered? It's just you two, yeah. I did. I answered. Okay, Laura answered. I'll go. So I have two. Um, one is uh, more of a non-serious one. The other one is. I'll go the non-serious one first. Um I loved whenever we did the shoot at Matthias's apartment, and this is like the beginning scene. Taylor, you weren't there, and that's not why. That's not why I liked it. But <laughs> when we did that, um, we were we were filming something else. But then we also filmed this, and that first scene, whenever you know Matthias has that mask on, like at the Breaking Bad get up on that whole shot was one take and then we were done and it was it was it was freaking awesome because we did it and we're like do we feel good about that and jake was like i mean i feel good about it we watched it or jake watched it and now yeah dude that was good and it was done it turned out amazing i laughed (laughs) were y'all expecting the breaking bad no well he had no. Here's, a, here's yeah. the thing: why that came about. about. It, he wasn't supposed to be dressed like that. We're filming another project, and Matthias shaved his face, and I'm like, "Oh no! Like you need to have what you have the rest of the movie." And he was like, "Oh, my bad." And I'm like, "I was like, I don't know what to do. Let me figure this out." And then I'm like, "Well, COVID just happened." Let's try this and stuff like that, and then it ended up turning a Breaking Bad joke, and then it was just hilarious watching like how me and Austin was like making it like cut straight to it was like, is this guy weird? And I'm like, no, he's good. And then cuts to him on the couch, is like, what y'all doing? I'm like, it worked out perfectly, but that's why it happened. It was like Matthias, the actor, he was just like right before we filmed, he was like, hey, see, I'm like, no. Like you shaved, <laughs> it's like it's yeah. not gonna work. So it you actually, gotta run out of a jumpsuit. It worked out great. It, yeah, it was a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, his great. dog was very well behaved too. <laughs> yeah, Jazzy was. Um, and for a more serious one, or I guess yeah, you know, I mean not really serious, but um, after I had done, I had gotten done with my first scene. I went and take a, took a, taking a shower, and I'm not talking about in the shower, but um, after I got out the shower. I had, you know, gotten dressed. It was really cold. And I remember going back to my cabin. And as I was, like, at my cabin, um, they were filming the last scene wherever, you know, the scene where Jake's character, uh, TJ, is kind of, like, in the middle. And he wakes up and, you know, all that stuff happens. Right. I, re- I remember being afar, watching them do that and just thinking, damn, dude, I'm done with this movie. Like, I, I did this movie. And... You know, they had to redo the, the, that ending scene like so many times because everyone was getting pissed. But <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But I remember watching them all getting pissed and me just being really happy. <laughs> In your robe with your coffee was like. I literally had. Oh, dude, I brought a Hugh Hefner robe. I actually have it in the other room, but. Nah, you don't need to see it. I have pictures on Facebook. He walks out in the morning, he's like dressed in the robe. That's just it. Just the robe. Just <laughs> the robe. <laughs> Carrying like a drink of some sort. Yes. Well, 
Yeah, since, that was my favorite moment. Since Laura kind of jumped the gun on us a little bit, I'm going to flip the tables <laughs> and allow y'all ask Derek and I a couple questions. So whoever would like to go first. Okay, well, ahead, what's Laura. your favorite? Wait, no, no, no. I'm changing my question. How annoying was Cassie? That's a narcissistic <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, I like the what was your favorite part of the movie question hey, better. Hey, guys, how did I do? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, entire post on this one group with like two hundred thousand people on it. It's got like two hundred likes and a crap ton of comments. And they're like, "Oh my god, it's you! I hate you." (laughs) What did? Okay, so are you still? Okay, let's ask. Let's ask a serious question, Cassie or Laura. Laura, sorry. (laughs) Um. If if you if you if you had if you had the choice to change any thing in this any singular thing in this film, what would it be? I will start. I will I will give you an example of what I would have changed. I would have changed the fact that Jay's name was Jay. What Jay's name was Jay and my name was TJ. That was so hard to remember. Yeah, that, actually, yeah. That after a while, you kind of got used to it. But at first, I was like, "Wait a minute, who's who now?" Well, it was originally supposed to be everybody's name, like real name. But I had somebody from the Blair Witch movie kind of tell me I wouldn't recommend it, and I'm like, "Why?" And they were like, "Because like the actress, everybody really hated her and like looked out for her because they used their real names and stuff." Oh yeah. So I changed it like very last second to change their names because I was just scared. I was naive. It's like first film was like I don't want to screw everything up and I don't want to screw their career up. Like so, I was like I don't know what's going to happen with this movie. Is it going to take off? Like, um, but no, I changed it last second because I had somebody from that project saying I would recommend not using real names. I'm like okay, so it makes sense. <laughs> but this this isn't like to be like you know be offensive, obviously, but just just for your opinions. I think the the one thing I would have changed is maybe I would have made Cassie a little less annoying. And <laughs> just kidding. I uh, I don't know. Other than what you said with the names, I I don't. Stuff I don't really. I can't really think of anything I'd want to change offhand. But you, Mister Mike. I mean, for me, if if I was to change anything, and this is just a minor tweak, just the the dementia that Logan goes through, just ramp it up just a hair more since he's by himself. Ah, so when we do see him attacking everyone else, it's understandable why he's at that stage. Maybe a lot. Maybe more Paul. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love Paul. Yeah, Paul's a great guy. I've stayed his house so many times after the Wendigo, like for other sets. Like he's just such a giving person. Yeah, he's great. Could have used more tackling of Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody should have had a turn. Yeah. <laughs> just be prepared for it to be very hard. Like- well, you hit, you hit him high though. <clears throat> you you got to hit him low. Not, not, you know, what you just said, but like no, for the ankles, ankles, for the ankles is what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, he had like his, like a real gun and, you know, like he was dressed in his like, you know, park ranger, you know, wardrobe with his 
gear on. So I had to jump up high enough so I didn't like hit that when I like tackled him too. Mm. So, but yeah, he's great. I have a question for y'all. Okay. What was your favorite part of the Wendigo? If you had to pick one favorite part. I'd say the right leg. I was thinking the eyes. <laughs> but, but I'll go the other direction. My favorite part of the movie. Who's the left yeah. leg? <laughs> favorite part of the movie? I gotta say the credits. <laughs> the credits were awesome. <laughs> no, I I like the uh, for me I like the, the cabin scene where um, you do the transformation. Oh yeah, where I like throw up and yeah. eat Jake or try to eat Jake. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was fun because yeah, I had that was I had mouth blood and it was hiding like in my jacket or in my sleeve. So because we enter and like you know I'm normal, but then I transform. So like I'm like hunkered down and I like you know whatever, and then I like put some in my mouth and then I put yeah that was fun. <laughs> I love I love I love using like mouth blood. Yeah. And dude, Jamie made some really good mouth blood. It, it tasted so good. Not not Jamie Brown, but Jamie Apple. I'm sure Jamie Brown can make some great mouth blood, but Jamie Apple made some <laughs> yeah. tasty tasty cherry mouth blood. Yeah, Jamie's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. What about you, Mr. Derek? I would I would say. Um, Probably my most favorite part was again when you jumped on Paul. Just that, that one just took me completely by surprise, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that scream echoing in my mind sometimes. When it's just like, <laughs> you know, actors, we have to make a choice, you know, and I'm like, "Was that a good choice?" I think it was. I think it was for for that because. I don't know. Whenever I first saw the film at the premiere, I was like, that scream is like, I don't know. Are, are you sure you didn't use that scream as a text tone? You should have. You figured me out. It's my ringtone, too. You know, they still have tones. Like, so when you call me, that's it also. <laughs> alarm clock. <laughs> Every important notification sound in the line. I would definitely wake you up. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> oh man, that's funny. Fun times. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You have a question. That question. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, we already asked your least favorite and your favorite parts. Tyler's got great. Tyler has great questions. I'm just gonna preface this next question with that. So go ahead, Tyler. No pressure. <laughs> Mm, does someone someone else jump in front of me? I have one. Brainstorm this uh, great question. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. What would you like to see explored more in the sequel and more ramped up? Paul tackling more. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see um, more um, of like an investigation into what happened and and, uh, where all everybody ended up. Yeah, it's funny you said that because that's the idea I have for it. Is um, it's years later and it's another group basically investigating what happened to the past group. Uh, like it turned into like an urban legend kind of thing around the town. I mean, saying it was because what I want to do in this 
big goals to explore the lore more and explore and explain it more to the audience because that's the biggest complaint I get is people are like you didn't really explain it and um, I was like well that was kind of intentional because uh, I wanted the characters to go in like the audience not knowing what they're messing with right and not, I didn't want to spoon feed the audience all the information but well and it was more realistic because I mean the yeah. influencers like the characters would not have known I mean Matthew would have but you know other than that like yeah. So maybe uh, yeah, I, I'm my good play. question now. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, for me, I would want to see more of uh, the selfie shots, selfie videos mm. from the other characters. Of you know, they break away, pull out their cell phones. Like, I can see that. What am I doing here? Or strange, you know, just whatever the the current thought is of, mm-hmm. and just touching on that. Um, I think for me, for the for the first one, uh, I mean, we saw quite a bit of it with Logan because it was set up that way with Logan. Um, I, I feel we were kind of missing it with the rest of the group because there were times like, do we you know what is Cassie really thinking or what what's TJ mm-hmm. or Jay? Um, you know, what's everyone else thinking in this you know, outside of the group? You see that sort of mm-hmm. like that confessional type vibe. Cassie was not ever thinking of anything except for her damn mirror and her nail file. <laughs> Herself. And my lantern, Kaylee. Ah, Stupid <laughs> lantern. Stupid <laughs> Hey, that little thing could put off some light, though. It's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. pretty bright. Edge of my bed for storms. <laughs> but as a movie prop. All right, Mike, Mike and Derek, I'm ready. Okay. okay. All right, so this kind of ties in the beginning with uh, talking about found footage and whatnot. And so basically it is kind of like a modern Blair Witch, if you will. But one thing me and Jake have talked about that we've discovered is the found footage, like niche and genre. It's like a big thing now. Like people are can be so critical on, the, uh, on a found footage movie just because – it's really its own genre. So you've told us what you're looking for in the sequel, but what what would you say makes a good found footage horror movie? When, what, do you, what points do you want to see or look back on after you watch and say, that was a damn good movie? I like that. Yep. How, na- how natural does it feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, does it, does it feel natural or does it feel like it's, it's mm-hmm. scripted? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, and that's, uh, I, I guess it's the performance of the delivery. Uh, just how natural is it? Right. And, and doing this day and age um, with social media influencers, I mean, there's so much of that that we know is scripted. So how how much of the scripted part is, is that natural vibe of, of the influencer? As opposed to, oh, is an actor portraying an influencer reading the script? I like that. Which is funny. One of our reviews, they thought these were real influencers. Yes. <laughs> I was an amateur YouTube influencer. <laughs> yeah, like one of the, our bad reviews, they were like, this is why influencers shouldn't act. And I'm like, 
Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I was like, so that that means they did great. (laughs) So I guess you all got to start your own uh, YouTube channels now. (laughs) That was something me and Tyler talked about before. We just never had time, but he was wanting to start this whole YouTube channel and like have Tyler be Logan for like a whole year and just like upload stupid shit and like really build the lore around the movie and like that thought how had like Blair Witch back in the day had websites and all that. I really wanted to help build that up, but we just didn't have time to do it. But I thought that would have been hilarious to make a fake YouTube channel with like yeah. Tyler playing Logan. I definitely could have seen that with all the viral campaigning. Campaign stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually do got a video of him like going into the McDonald's as Logan <laughs> with Jay, with with Jay and uh, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> you asked the McDonald's cashier if she knew who Mr. Beast was. And no, no, no. Yeah. We asked him if, if there was so- an influencer discount. <laughs> and she's like, she she was like, uh, they asked if there was an influencer discount, and then <laughs> they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> they said no. <laughs> they said no, so we left. Hey, Jamie, you have a question for them? Um, I have a, I have one for you. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. Like when I finished mine. I shot in the dark as well. And I was like, is your next movie going to be daylight? Is there a monster that lives in daylight so that you don't have to try to light practicals through the woods again? <laughs> um, well, you talking about like a sequel to this or just, no, just in general, I feel like after uh, well, in the, dark, the big I movie me. that we're filming, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, it's a lot of the scenes are in the daytime. Um, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to sell that. That's that big guy behind me. Uh, that's our mask and all that. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, he. Um, I, I wrote a lot of the scenes to be in the daytime to really kind of sell the creature and everything. Because that was one thing I liked about Exists. A lot of people don't really mention Exists took place most of the time in the daytime, and it, yeah. it really sold it. And and I, it, even though they had a crazy budget, they had like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget, I think, and they spent like most of it on the suits. <laughs> Because oh. I, because the suit had the face was the animatronics. I was like, good lord. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like I, I, I'm excited to do that because um, uh, I wanted to showcase the monster more, and, and that was why I shot most of the stuff I shot before is is a lot like dark because like we don't have that really good creature suit. And like I don't want to reveal too much, and then it takes away. It was like, oh, I see a zipper. Like it just looks horrible. <laughs> but I'm really proud, like, because like this will be technically my uh, third film now, and I I'm super proud of our monster, our Bigfoot, because the suit's seamless. I mean, I mean if you see them like here, it, it looks really good. Uh, Hunter has seen some of it, and. Like when it's all put together, it's like you can't even tell it's like a dude in a contra cops. And then the mask we got, we got like a silicone mask. So like every feature moves, it's, it's nuts. Um, and that's what I really wanted with Wendigo. But we uh, we just like the costume was falling apart and stuff like that. And because the Wendigo was supposed to have a lot more involvement, like I was going to have him chase people and rip people out of the tent, like physically, and then. 
like the end my original ending was supposed to be a little bit more chaotic but every time like the austin would like try to sprint a little bit in the suit pieces would fall off and i'm like eh. I was like, we're going to have to make him like an apparition, just always washing everything, uh, which is kind of cool. It helps with the lore because it's always a spirit within the woods, like always just watching and uh, ready to take over and all that. But yeah, Jamie, uh, I, the, what we're about to film, a lot of it's in the daytime because I'm, I'm a lot more confident in our creature. <laughs> I'm like, I can show a lot more of them. <laughs> nice, nice. So the movie's out now based on y'all saying uh <laughs> There was a premiere. Where can people find the movie? They want to watch it. Uh, it's currently streaming for free with ads on Tubi. Uh, for overseas people, you can see it. Uh, you can rent it or buy it on YouTube. Uh, we're about to go live on Google Play. Uh, Apple TV is coming out next week. It premieres on Kings of Horror YouTube channel. Um, and we're about to be featured on CCL, Vudu, Roku. Uh, and uh, we just got an uh, email today that there's a, a new horror app called Chillin, to where they tell like scary stories and podcasts and stuff. And they're about to launch video content on the app. Oh, and cool. Wendigo is going to be on that back. So it's going to be kind of cool. So we're going to be in a lot of places. Uh, and we, we we did a worldwide deal so because I wanted a lot of people overseas. We had a, a lot of screeners like in Australia and like Hawaii and Ireland check it out and they loved it. And probably not probably not Maui. <laughs> Hunter, that's too soon. You know, I heard there was a never mind. You know, there are there are no there are no apartment like buildings in Maui. Anymore, yeah. But um, yeah. What's the next question? <laughs> That's a very hot topic. Oh jeez. Hey, I, I've been pretty good. That's the first one tonight for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, whereas Hunter, he's just smoking. I'll do that. Hunter. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna go around the around the horn. Start with Taylor. Where can we find you online? Because your Taylor, microphone's you're muted. muted. Taylor, you're <laughs> muted. Sorry, my bad. Um, so I'm on Facebook, um, and you can search Taylor Grace Davis. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Taylor Grace underscore XO. And then um, I have my own website um, that I try to keep updated, but um, it's just taylorgrace.com and then IMDb. Okay, Tyler. Yeah, so I'm Gene Scene, S-C-E-N-E on Instagram. I'm Gene Screen on TikTok, and I'm also on Facebook, and my Facebook page is The Tyler Gene. Okay, Laura. That's a really good question. I have really bad answers. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram is healthy biatch. It's um, like B, like the word B. And um, she was not- perfect for Cassie. If y'all can't <laughs> My Facebook uh, should be under Laura Rodriguez. I don't know. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, I don't know. 
uh, there's a hundred more of them. Oh, Twitter is it's Laura GR, but I only use it when I'm banned from Facebook. <laughs> it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. I'm sorry. The, yeah. the best the best way to find Laura is just start talking shit about Cassie because she's literally yes. finding every <laughs> <laughs> people out there. It's amazing. I'll find them and post them. Hashtag yeah. Cassie's a saint. Hashtag Cassie. <laughs> I forgot I had what? Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Jamie, how about you? Uh, for me, uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Stay at Home Horror Dad and uh, or Super Edit. Super Edit is more production. Horror Dad is more my writing, like my novels and stuff like that. Okay. Jake. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, that film dude. Uh, <laughs> and then on Facebook, Jake Robinson. And then my business page, that film dude. And then our production company that did when ago cryptic pictures is on instagram tiktok and facebook under the same name awesome i think that's good oh wait hunter (laughs) (laughs) uh love you mike um (laughs) just not that much right (laughs) i'm just kidding but i'm now i'm just the facebook's hunter redfern r-e-d-f-e-r-n like the redfern grows and uh, Instagram is at the Hunter Redfern, all one word. And uh, Mike and Derek, where can we find you on socials? Oh, you can find Weeby Geeks on X, formerly Twitter, and on Instagram at Weeby Geeks. Hmm. Or, or you could leave us a voicemail on our hotline, just 407 494 6110. Wait, wait, can you repeat that one more time? Four zero seven four nine four six one one zero. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> hey guys, I'm talking to you right now. And <laughs> um, thank you guys for joining us this week. It's definitely a blast. Uh, very much enjoyed the film. I r- recommend go catch it wherever you can to be uh, YouTube, uh, Apple TV next week or this week as the show airs. Um, so go check it out. Uh, thank, thank you guys again. Uh, we'd love to have you guys back on in the future for, for future projects. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be part of your star Wars podcast. No, you wouldn't. You don't. Yeah, I would. I'm. A, I'm actually a huge fan of Star Wars. My dream role is Darth Revan. Ooh, I like it. Well, Ahsoka is about to come out, so we 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 usually do a, a roundtable at the end of end of the series. So I have to get in touch with you. One hundred percent. I'd love to. Sounds good. Nice. So. On that, on that note, um, again, thank you guys, and until next time. So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.